Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, Jason. We have vanquished our foes. We have rebuffed the invasion. Yes. It is all is well, and as it should be, it is just the two of us around just, the table today. Just like the WWE angle, it didn't last very long, and it ended with a... So... There you go. <laughs> it's just us again, people. Welcome back. Jason, how was your week? It was pretty good. Uh, no complaints here, at least, by any means. Um, Just kind of chilled, worked, mm-hmm. played some games, you know, like like you do. Had a pretty decent week in wrestling. It wasn't it really completely was. bad. I, I was, I got to admit, I was kind of shocked at how wrestling went this week. Yeah. It was, uh, I have thoughts on a, a certain um, professional wrestler who I believe has put the business back 20 years, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, we do need to talk about that at some point. So, uh, this week we are drinking Jameson Black Barrel. We know we've had the regular Jameson on here and we've had the Jameson cask mates. This week we got the Black Barrel, which will cost about 40 bucks. Uh, it is uh, 40% alcohol by volume, which makes it 80 proof. And yeah, we're going to give it a shot and see what we think. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. very smooth it is it's a much uh very mellow it feels like a it's a sweeter jameson yeah that's the best way i can describe that i think i like that's a nice little sipping one i do like that because that's it's got that it's got that traditional irish whiskey taste Mm -hmm. but it has a much sweeter note than uh Jameson normally has. I could definitely see myself just pouring a glass and sipping on this. Yeah, it's and, definitely and enjoying a, it. You it's don't definitely something that you can sip on and enjoy. You know, some of the ones that we've had recently are, you know, very hot, like uh, or or ones that you just want to mix because there's just not much there to them. Right. But this one is, this one's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. There you go, Jameson Black Barrel. Well, I'm we had, had a lot of wrestling this week. We had uh, Hell in a Cell. We had a ton of wrestling this week. Yep. And we got a lot that we're going to talk about maybe, but maybe not really go over results of some shows because NWA had a had a show. NWA had a pay-per-view last night. New Japan had a pay-per-view last night or yesterday. Um, whatever, Whatever it is over in Japan. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> let's see. Of course, Hell in a Cell was last Sunday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- there was a there was a lot of wrestling. Yeah, that went on. A lot of wrestlings and a lot of injuries right now. So, should we dive in? Yeah, let's, let's do. Let's talk. Uh, I'll talk Hell in a Cell, and we'll go from there. We have um, 
the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Uh, Bianca won that by pinning Asuka, um, throwing Becky out after Becky hit her finisher. We have Bobby Lashley defeating Omos and MVP by dis uh, or, uh, by uh, submission. And so they've kind of moved them away from each other. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, it's at least what they hinted at yeah. on, on Raw. On Raw. Uh, we have Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens, where Kevin Owens defeated Elias. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we have AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan losing to Judgment Day, Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. As expected. Yeah. Although I really thought the, the, the faces needed a win there. They stood tall on the Raw before, so yeah, that's why. But uh, we have uh, Mad Cat Moss defeating Happy Corbin. We have an, uh, an actual good match. Yeah, I was I was shocked. Yeah, we we have Theory defeating Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship in or a, to retain in a bad match, which I was not shocked. shocked. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ali's good. Yeah, but Theory was involved. Yeah, and I just don't like Theory. So he could be the greatest wrestler in the world. I don't like him. Yep. Um, then we have Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell match. Now, it came out. I don't remember if we knew when we recorded last week or not. We knew that he was hurt. We did not know if he was going to be on the uh, the show or not. Yeah. Because they had announced that he uh, he pulled a peck. Somewhere, I forget. He, no, he, he tore. The, he tore the peck when he was. It was partial tear doing the the brawl with Rollins on Monday, and then on Wednesday he was lifting weights, or Thursday he was lifting yeah. weights, and he tore his pectoral muscle off the bone, completely off the bone. And Cody came out, and the entire right side of his chest, his abdomen, and the arm was red, purple black and swollen yes. and he could barely move his right arm and and all that said we, we've got some some comments but for me right now that was match of the year oh yeah and i never thought yeah. i would say anything like that involving cody rhodes it was a hell of match a match of the year. it was a hell of a match but yeah we have uh, comments though. we have, we have comments and we'll save that for later so, moving on to Monday Night Raw, we have uh, 24-7 championship uh, Dana, Brooks defeating, uh, Dana Brooke defeating Becky Lynch. They were just in a regular match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana got the title uh, in the middle of their match. And <laughs> Becky's like, nobody's winning a title in my match except for me. So, you're going to put that title on the line right now. Oscar distracts Becky. Dana rolls her up. One, two, three. Just, just so you, if you're keeping score at home, Dana Brooke now has a win over the man, Big Time Bex. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Wrestling. Uh, we have Riddle defeating the Miz, and after a a Miz TV segment promoting the new season of Miz and Mrs. Promoting Mrs. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> We have the Street Profits defeating the Usos via countout. We have Veer Mahan defeating Dominic Mysterio by disqualification. We have Omos defeating Cedric Alexander by pinfall. 
We have Elias uh, defeating Otis by pinfall. And yes, I said Elias, not Ezekiel. But no, it, it was, according to WWE, it's Ezekiel. Even though he admitted to Kevin Owens... In the previous, in the segment before that, that he was Elias. It was after that. It was oh yeah, it was after that, right? Yeah, they cut it was the after that. Uh, we have Rhea Ripley defeating Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, and Alexa Bliss by pinfall to make her the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship Money in the Bank. Um, what's going on there? No, go away. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, computer did some stuff. We had Seth Rollins coming out, or uh, Cody Rhodes coming out, cutting a promo, and then Seth Rollins comes out, tells him he respects him, shake his hand, and then beats the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And then in the segment that stands out most in my mind, Finn Balor joins the Judgment Day. And then they immediately proceed to kick out Edge. They bullet clubbed him. So that, that's exactly what they did. But yeah, so Judgment Day, uh, Edge is now out, Finn Balor is in, and... Which I think we'll talk about a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and then Rhea Ripley had to tell some no-name music artist to go away yeah. on Twitter, which we'll talk a little bit about more, too. Uh, moving on to AEW. <clears throat> so AEW Dynamite kicked off with the battle, the Casino Battle Royal, to see who was going to challenge Mox in the main event. Um. The Joker ended up being Andrade, so no special entrance, no anything like that. But um, they at least they didn't highlight. Oh, we've got an amazing Joker right, tonight. No, right. They, so, Tony Khan didn't didn't pull his. You have to see who's showing up. No one showed up. Um, Kyle O'Reilly wins the whole thing in the match. We see a we see Swerve turn on Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. So, and it's still kind of up in the air on if that is a full on turn. Because there's some stuff on Twitter. We'll, yeah. we'll talk more. We'll see. Um, we had Buddy Matthews versus Pac, where Pac wins. That was the first round in a uh, yeah. brand new tournament for or a, a tournament for a new title. Yep. We had Adam Page versus Dave Finley, where of course Hangman wins, and afterwards Hangman challenges for. He he says, you know, you may have noticed that I was not in the battle royal. Um, that's okay. I'm challenging Okada for the NJPW heavyweight title. That promo didn't age well. We'll explain more. Um, we had the AW, an AW Women's Championship match of Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shafir. Thunder Rosa wins. I don't know why Marina Shafir gets a shot here. Honestly, she just lost to the TBS championship, but whatever. And then the main event was John Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly. Of course, John Moxley wins. That ties in with uh, Forbidden, or not Forbidden Door. It's going to Forbidden Door, but it ties in with Dominion, which happened also this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll kind of catch a couple of highlights on in the, in the discussions. Yeah. Uh, are we going to Rampage or SmackDown next? SmackDown. Rampage was where it belonged. Yay! Rampage is finally back where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we have a Money in the Bank men's qualifier, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, ends in a double disqualification after they attacked each other with steel chairs. Sure. Why not? Uh, uh, women's qualifier, Lacey Evans defeated Zia Lee. Um, we, we 
maybe figured out what we're doing with Lacey. She's a heel. She's a face. She's a face. She's a heel. He's a heel. She's on Raw. She's on SmackDown. I don't know. I think um, she's going to be a full <laughs> face on SmackDown at this point. I Yeah, I don't know. They keep changing their minds, so we'll see what happens. Um, We had a video package promoting the Viking Raiders because... You know, we don't know who these guys are. We haven't been watching right. them on TV for the last four well, years they, or five they've years. They've been off TV for months. <laughs> uh, McIntyre demands that he be included in the min- Money in the Bank ladder match to Adam Pierce in a segment. We have uh, Sheamus and Butch, equally as irate, demand that they get added, or Sheamus gets added. We have Ronda Rousey defeating Shotzi via submission. Natalia attacks Rhonda after that and puts her in the sharpshooter. Well, yeah, I guess we can call that a sharpshooter. What she calls the sharpshooter. <laughs> we have an Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, Ricochet defending his title against the artist formerly known as Walter. And we have a new Intercontinental Champion, <laughs> in case anybody had any doubts whatsoever, in... Gunter. WWE uh, announces a last laugh match between Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin for next week because WWE doesn't know how to let things die. Um, we were supposed to see Max Dupree and his, his new male model um, this week, but they pushed that till next week. Um, we get a story about John Cena which we're going to save for just a minute. We'll, we'll get through all of this and we'll yeah. talk about that. Uh, we also know we also see that John Cena is going to return to WWE on June 27th, I believe. I think so, yeah. Um, and then we have Riddle versus Sami Zayn. And if Riddle beats Sami, he gets a shot at Roman for the Universal title next week. And if he didn't, then Riddle's not allowed on SmackDown. Yeah. As long as Roman has the belt. Yeah. So anyways, Riddle beat Sammy. (laughs) And that was SmackDown. Uh, Going to Rampage, we kicked off with Jake Hager versus Eddie Kingston, where Eddie Kingston wins. Uh, I'm as shocked as you are. Uh, Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal tagged versus uh, Creator Wrestler A and Creator Wrestler B. Uh, Of course, Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal win. Mm Mm-hmm. We get Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet. Statlander wins, then gets beat up after the fight by Hogan and Jade. And then Anna Jay comes running down and for some unknown reason puts Kiera Hogan in the Queen Slayer, a submission, while the two other baddies are still moving about. So that goes about as well as you would expect. And then Athena comes running down because she's going to make the save, but... Like, all the referees and people stop her. Sure. Um, we then had FTR and Trent Beretta versus Aussie Open and Will Ospreay. So, Will Ospreay making his uh, his in-ring debut for AEW. Uh, of course, this is a, a lead for New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird, forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. All that kind of stuff. Uh, Trent Beretta and FTR win. And that was Rampage. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start on a high note or a low note? Let's start off with the John Cena thing. Yeah. Uh, just real quick. Apparently, the 
a kid in Mariupol, Ukraine, who has who is a nonverbal with Down syndrome. Of course, if you've been living under a rock, you know the Ukraine is currently being invaded and bombed by Russia. Um, so kid's mom, they're they've got to leave. Kid, of course, didn't want to go. Didn't understand why he was having to leave his home. All this kind of stuff, which understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way she could get the get him to agree for them to all leave was she told him that they were going to see his hero John Cena in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. John Cena found out about this, so John Cena books a flight to the Netherlands. And meets the kid, gives him a belt, hangs out with him for a day or so, you know, the whole thing. Um, you know, we give John Cena crap. Yeah. Uh, we haven't too much on this podcast because he just doesn't wrestle much Yeah, uh, anymore. But, you know, anybody who's a wrestler, or a wrestling fan, rather, has given John Cena their crap. You know, the law Cena wins, the five moves of doom. Uh, they're kind of, Roman Reigns is kind of being treated now like Cena was. Uh, he can't lose, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff, right? He, I mean, Cena single-handedly destroyed the Nexus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of this kind of stuff, right? We give him trash about that. However, the dude has fulfilled more make-a-wishes than anybody else on the planet. Yep. He does stuff like this, just, hey, I heard this kid, you know, says he's I'm his hero and, you know, he's got Down syndrome. He doesn't understand what's going on. He's He's fleeing from a war area. Book me a flight over there. I want to go meet him. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. stuff like that is just, it, there is, there is good in humanity still. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like a lot, but there is. You know, like you said, we, we all give John Cena crap as wrestling fans. Um, I never understood a lot of it because I've pretty much always been entertained by John Cena, mm-hmm. but I do get some of the criticisms. That being said, like you said, he is fulfilled more he has fulfilled more make a wishes than any other uh person celebrity mm-hmm. out there he does stuff like this he legitimately seems to care about his fans and he seems to be one of the good people out there in the world so yeah yep. john thank you good on you john thank, thank you thank you so uh cody yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Cody. So as we said, Cody tore his pectoral muscle completely off of the bone. He then proceeds to go in and have a, what, 30-minute match? 20, 30-minute match? Uh, 15, 20 minutes, somewhere in yeah. there, yeah. Uh, in a cell. In a cell. As a wrestling fan who watches wrestling... I could see Seth doing a lot of the work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had as, to. as somebody who, Cody who couldn't use his right arm. Yeah. That being said, this was still it was match a of the year match. contender. Easy. If not the front runner at the moment. There were some spots in this match, too, that just. They took this real world injury, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a spot where Cody is laying on his back and Seth takes a kendo stick. And he puts the point of the kendo stick in Cody's chest where all this bruising and just looks like dead flesh, right? Yeah. And he just starts grinding this kendo stick against the muscle. Yeah. 
was he grinding it hard? I doubt it very seriously. He was barely you could you could tell if you paid close attention, he was barely touching it. It was touching enough to depress the skin, yeah, but nowhere near enough to like show it. But the image of it. Oh yeah. You know, Cody getting hit across the chest several times. We we forgot to mention Seth comes down to the ring in In black and yellow polka dots. Yeah. So the story of this match, the actual match itself, like I said, considering Cody couldn't use his whole right his whole his whole right arm basically. Yeah. Phenomenal. Cody finally hits a pedigree that he's been teasing for three years now. <laughs> um great, 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 great match. Then he comes out on Monday night, he cuts a promo, talks about how it's probably gonna be about a six month. Well, no, recovery. he cuts a promo about how what if what if he somehow, makes it back by Money in the Bank? He's here for Money in the Bank, and he he somehow manages to climb the ladder. And, Cody, you've pushed the wrestling business back 20 yeah. years with your injury. Thank yeah. you for a wonderful match. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate it. I appreciate what you put yourself through. I do not want to see wrestlers wrestle if they are severely injured. Period. It, End of story. This puts it back in that, you know, suck it up, fight through it. Take a, a double handful of pain pills, get addicted to those, start drinking, die when you're 40. What, yeah, what does this set for, for guys like, what if Big E had gotten back up after he got dropped on his yeah. head and kept going? Yep. What well, is, like, but that even, is the mindset that. that Cody's wrestling with. And it's not even that. Like, Big E's a, Big E's a, 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 a established, you know, he's been there for a while. What kind of, what is this set for people like, Gacy on NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what is it set for, you know, even though it's not WWE, think about it in terms of, like, say, Jungle Boy, MJF, you know, these guys who haven't been wrestling forever. A lot of our your NXT guys have been wrestling in the independent circuit for a long time, and they just finally got to WWE, right? But the guys that have been le- legit only been wrestling for three years, five years, um, what kind of precedent does that set for them? In the sense of, okay, I just saw Cody, main event, match of the year, and he's hurt to the point where he's going to be out for more than likely around six months is yeah. what everybody says for a torn pec. Unless you're unless you're John Cena, and then you can do it in, in like four. four, but he's probably out for six months. Yeah, I, I was I, I googled it because I was just curious, and it is average average recovery time of six months to a year now. Cody will be back in six months, barring complications. He he just will be because that's that's what he's going well, to do. No, that but it does bring it brings up a good uh, point. What is roughly six months from now? The Royal Rumble. That's in January, right? Six mm-hmm. months from now is going to put us middle to end of December. I fully believe that even though Cody Cody's not going to make money in the bank, it just ain't going to happen. No, he's not. Um, you're going to have your money in the bank guy get the get the case, win, lose, whatever. I highly doubt he will lose. Um, only way I could see, or I highly doubt he'll win. Only way I could see that is if somehow like Seth wins it, then Seth cashes in on Roman, takes one of the belts. You know, they'll put some stipulation in it. it even though they're calling it the uh, undisputed unified title now, I think that's they, just because Roman has both of them. They're yeah. not putting the belts together. Um, 
Seth wins. I say Seth wins Money in the Bank. Seth cashes in on Roman. Seth gets the belt. Entrant number 30. There's more than one royal family in wrestling. Yeah. Cody comes out. Cody wins and immediately challenges Seth. Mm-hmm. And then your WrestleMania match head main events are Roman Reigns versus The Rock for head of the family and Cody Rhodes versus Seth. Yeah. I fully believe that is what they're angling towards. Yeah, it's. But I do not like the precedent or the return to the return to status quo, maybe. And I don't just blame. Cody. I don't blame Cody. I don't just blame uh, Cody. I blame Co- Cody. I blame WWE. Yeah, I blame Vince, Vince. Vince. I blame the the doctor that cleared him to go ahead and mm-hmm. wrestle. Um, because what would have happened here if Cody would have? So this peck is torn off the bone, yeah. right? So what happens if Cody takes a bad bump? Yeah. Now instead of being out for six months, he's out for a year. Mm-hmm. It gets to the point where it can't be fully repaired. His career is over. Mm-hmm. You know, good job, Cody. You left AEW because you wanted more money. You were here for less than a year. Yep. And your career's done. Yeah. You know, I, so I'm not a fan of of it at all. I hate the fact that that is attached to what was one killer of a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you could tell throughout the match, you could see that he was injuring his pec more. Uh-huh. Because fresh blood could be yeah. seen under the skin, and like so, everybody understands that a bruise is just you being able to see blood pooling under yeah. the skin. That's what you could see on him. You could see red, not blue or black or purple. Yeah, all those colors were there, though. Yeah, but there was a new fresh layer of red. Yeah, on his arm, and yeah, or on his from, chest and his arm. And it was from like his entire chest. Mm-hmm. On the right hand side, like if you've ever seen a uh, like a chest tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. Think of that. Only it's a bruise, yeah. <laughs> you know, and all the way down his arm to his elbow. Yeah, it, it was bad. It, it was bad. It sets a horrible precedent. Mm-hmm. And Cody, I hope that you heal up one hundred percent because I I don't wish permanent injury on anyone. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that WWE examines what happened here, and and I, I'm fully aware that they won't. But right. I really yeah. hope I really hope that they do, and they institute changes. Mm-hmm. And they won't for the simple fact that of what we just said, mm-hmm. it's a match of the year contender. This yep. is Meltzer gave it five stars. That's yeah. the first WWE match that he has given five stars in years. First one since Punk Cena. And that in was, 2012, I, I was think. about to say, and that was like what 10 years ago, yeah. So, yeah, um, that being said, don't put any stock into Dave Meltzer and his five star rating yeah. because yeah. He he's pointless, biased. he's very biased, and he just has a hate boner for WWE. Yeah. Like the match, if you like the match, mm-hmm. we, can, we can all agree that WWE matches a lot of times don't live up to the, the standard that we would expect. But personally, this may be a controversial take, on average, WWE matches are good. WWE matches tell a story most of the time. WWE matches are on average good. AEW has much better matches, 
they also have much worse matches. And so I don't I think even want to kind of balances. I don't even want to throw that on AEW. Independent wrestling, wrestling. which AEW, even though AEW is kind of a step above independence, it's still very independent wrestling. For all of the great stuff that we see in AEW, we see more botches Mm -hmm. and bad stuff. And hey, if that's the style of wrestling you enjoy watching, watch it. I'm here every week watching AEW. You know, I enjoy it. That being said, I agree with you. On average, your WWE matches are better. Yeah, they're better. They're better produced, with the exception of a camera cut every five seconds or That's... one second. That was being very generous to say five <laughs> seconds. Um, I think there was a, a stat that came out here a few weeks ago that, and during one of the beatdowns that was happening, there were twenty-seven camera cuts in twenty-five seconds. Good lord, uh, Vince! Please fire. Um your TV production crew Jesus and right. hire somebody who does not have who, who a, a Twitch. Give us a, who doesn't want to give us a seizure. Um, and yeah, I realized that you're probably the one telling them to do that. So um, fire yourself. Yeah. Speaking uh, of, speaking of fired <laughs> uh, and McMahon's. Yes. So a couple of weeks ago now, I think. Yeah. It's been Stephanie, a couple of weeks. Stephanie posted on Instagram and Twitter that she was stepping back from her duties as the chief brand officer. She was going to focus more on her family. WWE will always be her home. This is just a leave of absence. Yada, 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 yada. It was her choice. It was her choice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds good. Um, and and given everything that has happened in the last year or so, yeah. or even let's just take it last couple years, but more, you know, the last year with Triple H and his yeah. health issues. His health issues. It made perfect thing. sense to us. Yeah, it does. We, we, you know, good luck, you know, enjoy your family. Uh, hope, you know, see you back soon. Yeah. That thing, right? Um, except, apparently, she was fired-ish by Vince directly. The, the part of the company that she was over, like the marketing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, they have seen no growth. They have seen no uh, no improvement in market shares. They have seen no further big deals being done with WWE and Company X. Um, so she was relieved of her duties and told to go home mm-hmm. by Vince. Well, there's only one person who could do that. Tony to Khan. Yes. So, no, uh, no Vince is the only one who could I'm tell. I'm going her to me. start referring to Vince from now on as, or at least thinking of Vince from now on as Bray Wyatt's Vince. It's a puppet being controlled by somebody, and that somebody is Tony Khan. Tony Khan? I mean, not Tony or, Khan. Or, uh, 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 Nick Khan. <laughs> yeah, Nick Khan. I wish it was Tony Khan. That would be a swerve and a half, wouldn't it? <laughs> swerve. That, uh, that, uh, that Tony bought WWE <laughs> a year ago, and that's why it's been so garbage, is because. It was me, Vince. It was me. Some kind of weird QAnon wrestling theory. (laughs) Yeah, uh, make no mistake about it. Uh, I think Nick Khan has a lot of power in WWE right now. Mm -hmm. But the buck still stops at Vince. The buck still stops at Vince. Uh, And Vince is not giving up his power to Nick Khan. Um if he's not going to give his power up to Stephanie, if he's not going to give his power up to Shane, 
If he's both not going to give his power up to Triple H, who both are, of whom apparently have been fired. Yeah, he's not giving it up to Nick Khan. And just a a reminder for those out there that think that well, there's other shareholders they could force up. Vince is still the majority shareholder yep. in the company, and that outlast Stephanie, Shane, Triple H, yeah. and Linda. Everybody, yeah. Vince is still the majority stakeholder, shareholder in the company. It is still his company to do with as he wishes. Yep. Under sure. the laws of, yeah. you know. Sure, he has a board of directors and, you know, they have their input and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if it comes down to a, okay, we have to put this up as a shareholder vote. If everybody votes against Vince, Vince still gets his way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, that that was a a little interesting piece of of news. Yeah, it was very interesting because there was rumors about that when it came out, and Meltzer and all the other dirt sheet, you know, Alvarez, all of those guys were like, no, no, that's not true. It would be career suicide if it, you know, somebody yeah. was was trying to do that. And then here it comes, is yeah, maybe it was true. I like I like Sean Ross Sapp's take on it because somebody asked him about it. You know, why didn't you report this when all the other ones did? And his response was, "Well, with the original tweet, that's her personal business, and I'm more interested in wrestling, not their personal lives mm-hmm. when it comes to that." But you know, once all of this information has now come out, now it's about the wrestling business, not necessarily her personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Pretty good take, if you ask me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just a quick second. I still have some of that Jameson on my lips, mm-hmm. and it's still good. Yes. Like, Very sweet. Every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll lick my lips every once in a while, and it's like, oh, this, this is it's good. still there. This is, ooh. <laughs> yeah, th- this stuff is good. If you like Irish whiskey at all, uh, it's worth it. Yeah. Check it out. Like I said, 40 bucks, 42 bucks, something like that. Look at us with the mid-roll plug. <laughs> um, so we had yeah. we had Judgment Day. We got to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, of course, they come down and they're, they're all right, we're going to welcome a new. Well, one thing I want to mention real quick on, at Hell in a Cell. So, Rhea, if you if you watched it, Rhea's outfit was not traditional Rhea Ripley, mm-hmm. right? She was wearing like a, a unitard type thing. Well, I think it was more, um, it was like an older version of her outfit, but it was not. That she wasn't wearing pants. Yeah. I don't remember not seeing Rhea wearing pants, right? No. So apparently her her outfit got lost. So she had to make do with what she could find in the back type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which she managed to make it look which good. Which she pulled it off. It looked great. Um, I could definitely tell that it, someone was weird about it. Like I was like, yeah. something's... But, and then Monday on Raw, she was wearing it again. So I think this is going to be her permanent look, or at least her semi-permanent look. Yeah. Uh, so, but we got we, a countdown timer. WWE got that graphic for mm-hmm. Cody. So man, they are getting use out of it. <laughs> We've had a countdown to the announcement for a new member of judgment day. Yep. We had a countdown to the Usos versus uh RK bro match. We've had a countdown to Cody. We had a countdown to countdown the end of the show. I mean, yeah, yeah. it, but Edge comes out. Edge and Judgment Day come out. They talk about how they won yep. and how they have a new member. Somebody was listening. Mm-hmm. 
and out comes Finn Balor. Yeah. I was thinking maybe it was the Champa. I was thinking Liv. Maybe Liv could Liv be interesting. Joins. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, out comes Finn. I wasn't expecting Finn. Mm-mm. You know, because they just did the whole AJTs with the, you know, the club and all that kind of stuff. AJ's apparently hurt, though. Ah. Uh, so add that to another list of the hurt folk. Um, <sighs> pretty soon, me and Michael are going to be wrestling on your televisions because mm-hmm. no one else will be able. And It'll be us versus like Steven Larson or something. <laughs> hey, if that gets us more listeners, <laughs> right? <laughs> we should we should reach out to Steven Larson. <laughs> so Finn comes down. <laughs> Finn says, "You know, you're right, Edge. I was listening. My eyes are open. Uh, you know, g- gives the the traditional, hey, I'm joining your faction speech, right? Mm-hmm. Damian Priest grabs the mic." And he talks about how Edge liberated him. He liberated uh, Ray. Yeah. You know, he he made them realize that the 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 fans don't know that they have so much more potential. They've shed everything that was holding them back, and they only have one thing left. He looks at Edge and goes, "You," and then they proceed to beat the hell out of Edge. Mm-hmm. He gets a concerto, he gets a coup de gras, he gets a reckoning, uh, he gets it all. Yep. Now, the reason that this happened, mm-hmm. they needed a, a top baby face. Yeah, because who they and, got? And Edge <laughs> is it. Yeah. So you beat down Edge. Edge becomes a face. Um, As wrestling fans, we'll be we'll be willing to forgive the. Uh, the massive dickishness of Edge over the past couple of weeks, I guess. Look, I've been a fan of Edge's for <laughs> right. years, and he has been a heel for the majority, majority of, of them. Yep. But he is still Edge. Yeah. Oh, and Edge sure. has been a face, even when he's a heel, even the last couple months with Judgment Day. He's a cool heel, is yeah, what it is. He's a cool heel. He's very good at being a heel. But let's face it. Ever since Edge stepped away because of his injury, he was forced into retirement, he will always be a face. He's always going to get a face reaction. Yeah, he's always going to get a face reaction. So if no matter what he does. If one of your top baby faces, and God, that hurts me to say that about Cody Rhodes, has to step away... Well, and you have AJ Styles, who was apparently... I I didn't know AJ was apparently injured, because my thought was, well, you got AJ. But... You have AJ Styles, who's apparently injured. As much as I love Finn, WWE doesn't see him as a top babyface. And honestly, him as a top heel. Though. Honestly, he can do better as a heel. Yeah. So, what well, does he, that mean? He can do better as the Prince. You know, when he went back yeah. to NXT and was the Prince, that was really good work. Yeah. So he just brings that up to Raw, mm-hmm. uh, because you know NXT doesn't exist, right? <laughs> Edge can fill that role of your top baby face. And that gives you a viable contender to Roman. Mm-hmm. Along with Riddle, because we're elevating Riddle right now, but Riddle's yep. not there he's yet. He's not there yet, but he's getting there. Randy is a top, can be a hurt. top baby face, but he's much better as a heel. He's also currently hurt. Well, they say he's hurt. I think That's what they keep saying. I don't I think know it's whether a work. it's a work. I don't know I really whether think it's, it's a work. I don't know whether it's he's hurt 
or if he's just like, yeah, my contracted dates are up for a while for this quarter, so see you in July when the quarter resets or what. Yeah. But they're saying he's hurt, so I'm willing to take it at a, as a grain of with a grain of salt right now and put him on the hurt list. Yeah. Um, because he's not on the show. Yeah. And they're using that as the excuse. So, I mean, Cody's hurt. AJ's hurt. Uh, uh, Randy's hurt. They have... They restructured cool. Roman's contract, but he's a heel anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, but they, they have cooled Drew. Drew has been cooled off immensely. Um, which, I mean, they can fire Drew back yeah. up fairly simply. But You have Lashley. But Lashley's but he, not a top baby face. He could be. He has been. Um, but he's stuck currently with this MVP Omos hurt business drama thing. Well, which they're they're pulling like him they're away from. Rid of it, they, but... they pulled him out of that, and he's going to face Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. So do you have Austin Theory beat Bobby Lashley? If I'm WWE? Mm-hmm. If I'm writing the story, no. Yeah. With Vince writing the story, yes. It just yes, he Austin Theory is going to beat Bobby Lashley. That just hurts. It it like it makes that, that, no sense. That hurts my brain. It hurts my heart. It hurts everything. This is your weekly reminder that Austin Theory has been accused of some truly heinous stuff. Yes, very. Very heinous. I do not want to see Austin Theory on my television. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Austin Theory as I feel about Velveteen Dream. Yes, exactly. But Velveteen Dream lost his job as he should have. I'm not. I'm not trying to put this as a sympathy type mm-hmm. thing. Velveteen Dream lost his job and is gone. Mm-hmm. Theory is being pushed on my television every Monday. Yeah. And is Vince McMahon's special boy. Yeah. Which is creepy when you think about what theory was accused of. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, and then when you go and you look at some of the stories that Vince has pitched. Yeah. Um, Out of touch. But yeah, I, Austin Theory's going to beat. Austin Theory's going to beat him. Ugh. I, I, I hate that. Unless they want to de-push Theory. But if you're going to de-push theory... Then why are you doing all this? Why anyway? are you doing it with Bobby Lashley? Why not elevate somebody? And I, I, I'm i blanking well, on somebody well, that... are punishing can, Mustafa Ali. Yeah, no, you can't so. can't be Mustafa, but Dijak. Elevate Di- T-Bar. Who? Or or whatever his name was. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm yeah. sorry. You is have, that somebody that's still employed <laughs> with WWE? Actually, yes, he is. He's stuck huh. in twenty four hour, you know, twenty four seven title hell. Huh. Interesting. But he's phenomenal. Yeah, Dijak was awesome. So have him switch back to the Dijak gimmick. Yeah. Not the is he? Yeah, he's T bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that crap. Just let him be Dominic Dijakovic. Even, and even with Vince's hard on right now for one named people, you know, just call him Dijak. He comes could, out and he, he destroys. Could, he, he could keep the name T-Bar, which is a dumbass name, but he could keep the name, but let his gimmick go back to just being the Dijak gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Because he's phenomenal in the ring. He and Keith Lee did things that their, people their size should not be able to do. 
So let, let's let's bag on AEW for a bit. Unless there's anything else WWE related you want to um, beat up. We're getting Riddle versus uh, Roman. Yeah, which, hey, That's, Roman's going to fight. Roman's going to fight. It's not going to be at Money in the Bank. Nope. Because he's not advertised for that anymore. Nope. So he's he's wrestling Friday on SmackDown. That's going to lead to Roman versus Orton. Yeah. For SummerSlam. For sure. For sure. That I, I think, think so. that that's going to be the SummerSlam push. I think Roman right. versus Orton. Um we had New Japan had its Dominion pay per view. Well, real quick, TNA had their always ready pay per view. Uh Matt Cardona is hurt. Seems to be something we keep talking about, people being hurt. Um, he was stripped of the NWA title because of it, so they crowned Trevor Murdoch. Uh, that was NWA, right? Not TNA. NWA, yeah. T- did I say TNA? You said TNA. Uh, NWA is what I meant. Just want um, to get that correction in yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. So he was stripped. Um, Trevor Murdoch's your NWA champion. He's been champ before. Cool. Uh, Cardona tweeted about it. And Danhausen replied, "Do I need to curse uh, Trevor or uh, Trevor Trucker?" And uh, Cardona's reply was, "Not yet." So um, that that happened though. We had New Japan did their Dominion, where this is what I was alluding to. Jay White beat Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So Hangman on Wednesday said that he wasn't part of the Battle Royal. That's fine with him. He was going to challenge Okada to the title at Forbidden Door. Okada doesn't have that title anymore. Mm-hmm. Jay White does. So, are we getting a triple threat? We might. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see a triple threat or if maybe there was some issues with Okada coming over and we're just going to see Hangman versus Jay White. Which is significantly less interesting to me yeah, same than... Here. Same here. And and that's not a shot at Jay White. He's very good at what he does. Yeah, he ain't Okada. Yeah. When you're talking Okada, you're you're talking people in the same breath as John Cena. Yeah. As Okada Okada is New Japan's John Cena. Yeah, like top of the mountain. Yeah. You know. Right, right. Um and Jay White just ain't that. And plus, we could already have seen Jay White versus Hangman yeah. because Jay White has an AEW contract. Mm-hmm. The uh, the other major thing there is Tanahashi beat Gato, uh, Gato for the uh, AEW interim title. Which makes total sense that two Wait. people who are not signed to AEW well, are competing for the seeing, AEW contract. I keep seeing differing things. I keep seeing, you know, half of the wrestling world is saying that Okada, I mean, not Okada, Tanahashi is the interim AEW champion. Another portion is saying that he's not the champion. The champion hasn't been crowned and the champion won't be crowned until Moxley versus Tanahashi. More, I think more is being put on the fact that he is the interim champion. That's what I keep, that's what I see the most of, but there's, you know how you fix this? You don't have this convoluted, twisty, turny, we're going to, you know, 
there will be Rochambeau contest on consecutive Saturdays to see who qualifies for the tournament to qualify for the tournament yeah. to see who can, you know, do a 30 meter sack race faster than anybody else so that they can then carry an egg on a spoon across a line. And then that person's going to fight three midgets until we have a champion, you know, this whole thing just reeks of, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I would say that he doesn't. CM Punk was going to face Tanahashi yeah, exactly. at Forbidden Door. CM Punk broke his foot, whatever it was that happened with his foot, and he's out. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And, and that happens. So now what do you do? Well... You keep Tanahashi coming into Forbidden Door because mm-hmm. it's already been established, and then you build up your AEW guys through a tournament, which, look, it's I very, love tournaments. Well, I love that AEW's doing tournaments, but you do a tournament, or you do a over-the-top battle royal, or you do yeah. something to... The extra step with Mox was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And it was step, completely transparent that Mox was going to win. Yeah. And, and I say that knowing that the people in this match... That we're in that battle royal. Kyle O'Reilly is 100% able to carry the the AEW championship, but he's not beating Mox right now. The other... Keith Lee, 100% able to carry that. He's not going to beat Mox right now. Andrade, I could even see Andrade doing it. He's not beating Mox right now. The fact of the matter is, Mox is the top guy that was involved in this storyline. And at and, no point in time did I buy anybody. And in kayfabe land, how fair is that? The number one contender, Mox, mm-hmm. the 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 top of the pile, be, one of the best wrestlers in the company, right? He gets to be fresh mm-hmm. versus the guy who fought through a battle royal. Mm-hmm. So it's not fair there. And on the other side. Mox is the number one contender mm-hmm. on the off chance that he gets pinned. How fair is that to him? Now, Wheeler Yuta was in this was in the battle royal. That could have been an interesting yeah. match to see those two guys go at it again. To see Wheeler Yuta after a month, month and a half of being in Blackpool Combat Club get another shot this at Mox. This could have been done so simply. It didn't have to be overbooked like this. It could have throw away the Mox part. Throw away the the AEW interim title championship match at domination. You have a battle royal. You have you have uh, Tanahashi cut a promo, you know, to the effect of, "I was coming over to fight your champion. I'm still coming to fight your champion." Period. That's his promo. Do the battle royal. Whoever wins the battle royal gets the interim title. And that's the person that goes and fights Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. Pure and simple. The the mock step was unnecessary. You know, you can you can explain that one out and say, you know, Mox, you're still the number one contender. There's no, you know, there's there's no title right now, but once it all gets sorted, you're the number one contender for the title. You know, you kind of put Mox on the back burner there. Then when Punk comes back, you have Punk versus Tanahashi. They can unify the belt, and then whoever faces Mox. 
Problem solved. Super simple booking. It didn't have to get crazy to the point where first you announce it, then this was a, a, a cluster from the beginning. Because even when Punk was announcing what was going on, you have Jericho on commentary saying that uh, he was about to be stripped, and then he wasn't, but then he maybe he was, and then there was just going to be the Battle Royal and Mox, and the winner of the Mox fight was going to be the interim. But then the Dominion thing got put in, and then those were going to fight for the title, and then Sorry. that was to crown the title. But come on, people. Not even people. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Yeah, it, it just... You and I watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. We talk about wrestling. We have a group chat. We've mentioned it several times with several yep. of our friends who watch wrestling. None of Mostly us know... those dirty invaders, the travelers. Yes, I think it really is. It's us and the travelers. Yeah, it really, I, I really is. It's all that's in there. But <laughs> I, none of us understand what is happening. Yeah, and we are all fairly intelligent adults mm-hmm. who are capable of understanding complex ideas, and we can't figure this out. I think we're going to have to get some string and some names and put it up on the wall and, and see if we can, can map it out. Yeah. Cause it's that level of. It's convoluted. Just conv- it's just, it, it's pointly pointlessly complex. Yeah. Um, for what? That's the only, that's my, that's the question yeah. that I constantly come back to. What does it serve? And I really don't think it serves anything. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, what else we got? Um, is there anything else? Um, well, we, we forgot to mention with Judgment Day, Rhea's uh, a Twitter battle. Oh, yeah. With an NFT musician. Sure. I didn't even know that there was, was an was NFT musician. Um, uh, apparently, this chick had a... Uh, a, a role in a show and she is now claiming that Rhea and her judgment day look is stealing her look because she's got a Libra tattoo on the corner of her left eye. Just a reminder says, that the, that is the scales of justice. Yeah. Or, or scales. Yeah. You know, and since Rhea now has a painted on tattoo uh, scales under her right eye and dyed her hair black, that she's stealing her look. Um, you know, Rhea Ripley, the, the WWE superstar who is seen on television by millions of people every week is stealing the look of the NFT musician from LA who has 500 Twitter followers. So I want to read Rhea's response. Rhea's response is great. This is great. So to quote Rhea Ripley, one, this isn't really worth my time, but I'm bored. Two. I've drawn logos slash random things under my eye for a long time. Three, it's my group logo. Plus, it's a Libra. It's scales. You don't own them. Four, I don't even know who TF you. So get over yourself and keep my name out of your mouth. Yeah. And and pretty much all of the comments to this chick's uh, tweet were, 
Uh, who are you again? Mm-hmm. Like, like you're a you're an NFT musician, and you were an extra on a TV show, on on uh, Mayans, I think. It was something like that. It was one of the it was one of the the biker shows that are on AMC. So, Rhea continues in another tweet. Thinking about calling someone out for stealing my look by having the same hair color or haircut as me. Who out there has more name value than me that I can call out? I really want to scream, I want more followers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this woman was destroyed. Yeah. Uh, I believe the term the kids use is ratioed. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was just stupid. Yeah. Completely, utterly idiotic. Uh, clout chasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, she, I mean, this this girl even makes a comment in several of the responses. You know, yeah, but you're talking about me now, aren't you? Which is that that weird flex that some of these people tend to get that if my name's in your mouth, whether it's for good or bad, um, it's it's publicity for me. But nobody knows her name, right? That works for that works for people that are already in the public eye and popular, you know. It doesn't work for people that are nobodies. It keeps them nobodies if it's mm-hmm. just negative press around you. Yeah. You got to have something for people to lock into. And you don't have that. So, uh, you got anything else? No, I really don't. Not that I can think of, at least. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's everything for this week. Uh, we would like to uh, shout out McNard Gaming here in Gauche, Mississippi, for coming and allowing us to use this place. Uh, come check them out. They've got a lot of great, uh, great things going on in the store. If you like games, they've got games. Do you like D&D? They've got D&D. Do you like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! They've got that kind of stuff over there. They've got a lot of cool dice. If you're a dice goblin like I am, they've got several new dice sets in. Come check them out. Uh, yeah, and I think is free RPG day is coming up. The 25th, I believe. 25th of June. So if, if you're, you're into RPGs, yeah. come down here, check out, sit down, play a game with somebody. Even if it's your first time, there's people here that will help you out. So come check out McNarm Gaming. Tell them we sent you. Pick up some games. Go over to Big Dog Liquor, also here in Gaucher. Grab yourself a bottle of something. Uh, whiskey, wine, vodka, tequila, gin, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever your vice. Whatever your mixer or your sipping or your shots. You can probably get it over there. Yep. Uh, if not, there's a good chance you can order it for you. Especially if you're a wine person. Uh, Brad gives all kinds of discounts on wine every month. He gives discounts for ordering cases, gives discounts if you're military. Uh, on Wednesdays, I do believe, he gives a discount if you're a senior. Um, you know, go over there, get you something uh, non-wholesome to drink <laughs> to play your wholesome game that you get. Yeah. Um, and while you're on the way home, you can listen to our friends even though you know we did have to squash we their rebellion. We defeated them. Uh, we defeated them. We squashed the beef. Uh, listen to our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. They take a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Uh, so give them a listen. Always a good discussion over there. I think their upcoming episode this week 
they have a debate about a certain um, from, franchise from yeah. the stars. We're not going to spoil it know, or anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check them out. Listen to them. And then once you're done with that, one of their guys, uh, Jody, actually has his own podcast, Virology, uh, talking about a it's a it's a romp through through horror and what it means to him, uh, his thoughts and opinions on new horror, old horror, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so give that a listen as well. And while you're in the movie vein, there mm-hmm. you can always listen to our friends Jarrett and Kevin on Silence Your Cell Phones, where they talk about current movies, current TV shows, Netflix bingeable stuff. Uh, they even do a live show on Wednesdays on YouTube. So yep. plenty of stuff you can listen to, plenty of stuff to drink, plenty of stuff to play, more wrestling to watch. Yeah. Don't I've, forget Don't forget to give us a like and follow us on Facebook. Yep. So Ask yeah. questions if you have them. Absolutely. We'd love to answer some questions. With that said, cheers. Cheers. Yeah.